In Habakkuk 2 verse 14, the prophet by the Holy Spirit gave prophecies that are very relevant to the times we live in today. The evils and darkness covering the earth makes it seem like there is no hope but actually there is hope. Where lies hope? Hope lies in the knowledge of the glory of God which is the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Things are bound to change when Jesus is revealed and known by many. Through the platform of Pluru, God's servant Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna reveals Jesus in his teachings. Be blessed as you listen to this series, Understanding the Finished Work of Christ. Today we are entering the 20th one, so we have 11 to go. Hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, we've been running this teaching for about a year now. Is that not so? Amen. About a year, if not more than a year. Praise the Lord. And God has been good to us over a year. We've been running on the study of finished work of Christ. And it's been wonderful. We've been learning more and more about what Jesus came to do. Amen. And um, we have been getting deeper revelations, praise the Lord forevermore. Alright, last week we learned that Jesus came to bring peace and we understood last upper week and last week that first upper week that Jesus came to bring peace between a man and God. And then last week we understood, we learned that Jesus came to bring peace between man and man. Amen to Jesus. Today we are going to um, learn something. Amen to Jesus. Now say it's the opposite of last week um, teaching. Praise the Lord forevermore. Hallelujah. And we are learning that Jesus came to bring a sword. <clears throat> Jesus came to bring what? A sword. A sword. A sword. Praise the Lord. Now, Matthew 10, 10 verse 34, uh, scripture for this teaching today. And God's scripture says, Jesus speaking and said, Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. Amen. I came not to send peace, but the sword. Holy Spirit, we have for revelation. Keep us understanding in the name of Jesus. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Now, um, there are both verse and um, topic under consideration sounds contradictory to our just concluded lesson. Is that also? In which we learned that Jesus came to bring peace between man and God and man and man. Praise God forevermore. Now, Jesus said that he came to bring peace. Um, and that peace is between God, man and God, and between man and man. Last week we learned between man and man. And here we are saying, Jesus said, Think not that I came to bring peace. <laughs> I came to send peace on the earth. Praise God. He said, I came not to send peace, but what? But the sword. Praise God forevermore. Now, so we are saying last week he came to bring peace. Now we are saying, Him saying he came to send what? A sword. Amen to Jesus. Now, so it sounds contradictory. Is that also? So does this mean that Jesus can bring both peace and a sword at the same time? Amen? Is that what it means? Now let's get a little understanding for that. The word or phrase, a sword, is defined by the strong dictionary um, to figuratively mean war or judicial punishment. Are we together? War or what? Judicial punishment. Now in this context, I would say it's two ways. Uh, majorly it has to do with war, praise God. Majorly it has to do with war. And so we're talking about um, a sword, they are talking about war. war. Um, the, the sword is, is a symbol for war, is that also? In the Old Testament, in, 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 in the old times, the sword was a symbol for war. The, the peace flag was a symbol for peace, praise God forevermore. So once a sword is brought, war comes up. Amen to Jesus. As I'm about to say, look, Isaiah says, and they shall beat 
their swords into plowshares. Amen. That means there shall be no more war. Once they beat their swords into plowshares, means they have stopped fighting one. They have started what? Planting and reaping. Are we together? All right. So now um, we see here that um, Jesus says, I've come to bring a sword. So does it mean that Jesus came to bring more peace and what? War? Um, most of the times, uh, I, 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 I'm a member of quite a number of groups on social media because I use it to send my teachings and my messages. I share teachings on these groups. And most of the time, when I see the way some people ask questions, it's glaring to me that Christians are not studying their Bible. When I see a lot of questions, I just I just think it's glaring. And the other fact is that you are sending a question on social media. Who is going to answer you? It's people like you that answer you. People like you that are not stunted and not cycling. And you see quarrels and contract and fightings and contradictions, and I'm like, wow, beautiful. Uh, amen. So when you see the question people ask, they know that Christians are not stunted. We are hook line and skin personalities, but we don't study. And we don't go deep into the world. Amen. You see people talk about contradictions, the Bible contradicts itself. It is beautiful. Amen to Jesus. We don't study. We are not what? Study. So Jesus contradicting himself. Amen to Jesus. Alright, for proper understanding of this verse, it has to be studied in context within which within the chapter. Are we together? Yeah. That's to study the context within the chapter from which it was got. Now, in this chapter, Jesus sent his disciples out of evangelism. Before they went, he gave them an orientation on how to carry out the task. Praise God. Now he further went on to speak with them about their life as it did for him and some of the things he came to do. Amen to Jesus. Yeah. Now in our previous lessons we learned that Jesus came to bring peace between the Jews and the Gentiles who were enemies due to the law. Is that not so? Basically he came to bring peace between humanity. Amen. And we understood that it was the division of our languages, of our tribes and tongues, that brought about division amongst us. Is that also? That was what brought about a meeting was amongst us. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. And then it became a serious issue with the Jews and the Gentiles. Why? Because after the language division, then God still had to get a people for himself. And then he brought the Jews out and he gave them the law. With the law, they, 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 they were to by the law become God's people. But they, 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 they went for that with the law to use it as a real measure to ostracize others, especially the Pharisees, the scribes, and the Sadducees. Amen to Jesus. Praise God for all. Now so the law became what? The, 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 the tool of enmity between the Jews and the Gentiles. Apostle Paul went for that. When he, when he reached out to the Gentiles, he discovered that you know, there were a lot of challenges there. And um, there was an argument about meat dedicated to idols. Then, then the Gentiles, everything they did, they dedicated it to idols. The king animals dedicated to idols. And, if you, uh, 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 and then the, the Christians among the Gentile nations were having issues of this kind. And then the Jews were trying to impose their Levitical laws on the Gentiles. And you know what I'm saying? They were doing everything to impose their Levitical laws on the Gentiles. And I was brought up the and I said, oh, please, let's allow this people to say, but they are not Jews. They are not Jews. They are, they are not they were, not, they, they, they were not saved by the, by the law, they were saved by grace, and you know what I'm saying? So we should not, after allowing them to be saved by grace, they impose heavy burdens on law on them, are we together? And then, 
they look at when they, in the book of Titus 26, when, when they were having children eating of meat that were dedicated to idols. Apostle Paul told them, he said, okay, to one who, if you eat and your conscience is strong, you don't condemn it, then there's no problem. Since uh, and to another may eat and his conscience condemns him, then there is a problem. And then he says, uh, to him that is pure, all things are what? Pure. And to him that is impure, all things are impure. So he said, now this matter of meat has to do with your conscience. You have been sanctified, you have been made holy by the finished work of Christ. But now there are some physical things that entail the law that if your conscience does not carry it, don't do it. Are we together? Alright, and then it was like, it went to them and said, it, it was my brother, all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. All things are not well, not in, I have not made a state to anything. Said so that for the sake of your brother, yes, your conscience may be strong, you may be stronger, but for the sake of your brother who is weaker, you know what? Eat it. I get what I'm saying. So in summary, what was he saying? Don't eat it. Why do I say so? Because no matter how you do it, there must be weaker brothers around you. <laughs> Even if they are not in your food, they are in your environment. Even if they are not in your environment, they are in your community. And remember that you are the light. And your light shines beyond your food. The, the walls have ears. Bad news travels faster than good news. I get what I'm saying. That's like when an unbeliever commits, when an unbeliever commits a sin, to them is normal. But when a believer just does a little, just, just does it, it becomes an issue. Are you not saying? It becomes an issue. Why? Because they are weaker people. And, and the funny thing is that when a believer does it, it's not all believers that spread it, it's believers that spread it. Yeah, yeah it's not all believers, not all believers that spread it. They don't spread it. They concur with us. Exactly, you said it. And here we agree with you. <laughs> your brother has followed. Yes, we support you for the falling of your brother. Remember the one of God who they were saying you lived in Nigeria and all the news was being blah 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 and people were talking, Christians were talking, believers were shouting, and all believers were supporting us as we talk. We say yes, right on. They will swear it. They will use their data to encourage our talk. Say, kill your brother. We support you. Kill him. And one day they came to his church to boo his church members. Believe me, when they looked at ladies who were booing his church members as they were coming out, they were not of us. They were not of us. <laughs> Why? Because we gave them a platform, we opened it for them, they gave it. If we didn't open it, they would not come to our court of our church and they say, boo, boo. <laughs> so, why you should not eat even if your conscience is strong is because even if it is not in your immediate environment, in your circumference, even if it's not your circumference, on a today that the world is a global unit where internet can connect America to Nigeria, can connect Japan to, to, to Ghana, is a global unit. It, it's not like before when you say even in your family, you do it and you don't know. Or in your family, you told your family members, the world is global unit. So if if you do it, it becomes a global thing. And you know what I'm saying? That's why you do not, eat. that's why you eat. even if your conscience is strong, there are some things you do not partake, especially when it will not actually bring any glory to God. It's lawful, but it's not expedient. Yes. What is the problem with eating meat? If you don't eat meat, will you die? Okay, eat egg. And is it the dedicated chicken? <laughs> they dedicate the dead chicken to the idol. They will not dedicate egg. <laughs> it's 
egg. And the good news is that egg is full chicken. <laughs> That's how I was when the children, when I ordered the child, I was saying, does the vegetarian use to cause our tenant? The vegetarians they don't eat chicken, but they eat egg. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like this with yourself? <laughs> you don't eat the chicken, but you eat the egg. You are eating the full chicken. <laughs> Why me? I just eat only lamb. You eat everything. Amen to Jesus. So look for something else to eat instead of eating um, what's going to cause problem. Amen. So Paul had to come in in the situation to make sure that he creates a balance. That the Gentiles are not made to serve God under on unnecessary burdens. Are we together? Yes. Even with that, there are still a little issue. That's why Jesus came to bring an end to such burden. Actually, the law was given to us to bring us to Jesus. Yes. He's a schoolmaster. He's a slave that takes children to school. To bring them to what? To school. Jesus is a school. Are you going to say? Yes. It was meant to bring us to Jesus, but it's, and it's very <laughs> funny why people we see keep holding on to the slave master after they arrive at school. Imagine a child, imagine a child who the slave takes him to school, the house help takes him to school. When he gets to school, he tells us, I'm not going inside. Say, but I like you. <laughs> I want to follow you anyway. But then he has to say, I'm going to market. Your mommy said that you go to market. He said, I'm following to market. Say, I'm going to, do, to, 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 to clean the house. I'm following to clean the house. That's what happens with those who are sticking to the law. They are liking the household and suffering with the household, whereas they are going to be in school and enjoy what? Education. Are we together? Praise God for more. All right, so the law brought an unity between man, uh, the Jews and the Gentiles. And Jesus uh, tells the law was the wall of partition which brought an unity between both parties. This was basically different tribes and languages and, uh, of man, towards the Jews and the Gentiles. Although both Jews and Gentiles were of the same kind called mankind, tribes and languages have made it seem as though we are different kinds. Praise God for the Lord, which is not. Jews and Gentiles are the same kind, but tribes and nothing that made us look like a different kind. Now the same thing, um, um, French and English are the same kind, but tribes and nothing that make it look like a different kind. And this other language also affects the way we think. Is that what we it um, last week? Praise God for the Lord. And um, so it makes it look like we are different kinds, but we are actually not different. We are not different. There's no difference in us. Cut my hand, the same color of blood that will come out, the same color of blood that will come out from the white man's hand. Cut my hand, the same color of blood that will come out, the same color of blood that will come out from the Congolese, from the Ghanaian, from the Senegalese, from the Zimbabwean. Name it. Our accents may be different, but our blood is the same color. Funny enough, you can even change our parts. You can use our parts to replace another person's parts. Are you not saying? We are all the same. But these things have made us look as though we are different. And that's what we learned last time that Jesus came to destroy everyone. Now we also learned that the finished work of Jesus is only appropriated and enjoyed by those who believe in and receive him and his finished work. We learned that last week. And also, this means that peace between man and God and peace between man and man will only be enjoyed by those who believe in and receive Jesus and his finished work. But it cannot be enjoyed by those who do not believe in and receive Jesus and his future. You get what I'm saying? Now, so this is the reason why you still see that despite the fact that Jesus had done the work and finished it, we are still at war with ourselves. Why? Because this work can only be 
that peace can only, exist, can only exist between those who believe in Jesus and his finished work, and they receive him and his finished work. Those who don't believe in it, they cannot have peace. That's the reason why I can marry somebody who's not my tribe. Back then in the university, the Lord told me there's neither, I saw scripture, there's neither dream of green, bone, nor free, we all are one in Christ. I knew that I was not going to marry an evil lady. I didn't know the tribe precisely, but I knew it would be what? An evil lady. When you end up being a young lady, God has told me from the outset. I did not say. And that's why somebody was going to know what I was like, wow, they are really trying. Because they know that two different tribes marry in my country, it's not an easy task. Forget about the egos. First, the two personalities. There are two thought lines. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are two thought lines. And the best of me, wow, they are really doing well. And I remember once take, uh, taking my children to uh, my, my parents' house. And I noticed that one of my siblings was trying to call my son his Igbo name. I didn't have to say anything, but when the person saw my facial expression, the person changed to start calling him his Jewish name. <laughs> you can't know, believe that this is to destroy my family. I've come a long way by the end of the Holy Spirit building the family. You can't believe that this is to I gave him the name, yes. God gave me the name to give him. My two children have people names. Yes, they also have Yoruba names. But I want them to have Jewish names because the name that God gave me was their Jewish names. Praise God. Others came by, I would say, um, thanks giving to God. But the names that the Lord gave me was their Jewish name. Don't get angry with me if you say you are my tribe and I'm not saying God gave me the evil name. Sorry, don't get angry. But this is what God gave me. Why? Because God told me, and by prophecy, the Lord told me what their names to be. And I gave them the names. Amen to Jesus. The Jewish names. Now, the, the language names came by thanksgiving to God. And their, those names came as usual by thanksgiving to God. Praise God for them all. Now, so I, I call them their Jewish name. Amen. Because basically, that name unifies the family. Are you getting it? They don't have English name. <laughs> they don't have English name. <laughs> My father did not give any of us English names. Praise God. I think your father did not give you also. Everyone, okay, but my father don't give So he did well. My father don't give any of us. So he's not, he's not an Englishman. He gave us evil names. Praise God. Alright, so now, so the Jewish name is what the Lord gave me, and I it's unified. So when the person started calling the person, calling my son, his evil name, I didn't talk, but my facial expressions and my body language made the person understand that you cannot tell my family apart. And the person started calling my child by his Jewish name. Why? Because that is just what will unify the family. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what's going to unify the family. And then I discovered when, when, when you believe in Jesus and his finished work, you will actually enjoy peace between other languages and tribes. Are you getting what I'm saying? The reason why we see divisions among tribes and languages is because so-called, I mean in church, in church, the reason why we see divisions among tribes, nationality and languages in the church is because so-called believers in the Lord Jesus don't actually believe in the Lord Jesus. Are you know what I'm saying? Because if you believe in the Lord Jesus and his finished work, you will see the, 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 the Frenchman as your brother. You will see the Englishman as your brother. You will see the Spanishman as your brother. You will see the 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 the, the, uh, uh, the, 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 the Jewish man as your brother. You will see the evil man, the tree man, the God man. You will see everybody of every tribe as your brother. That is the proof. One 
Are you getting what I'm saying? If you are still having tribal divisions in the church, it tells a great um, extent that we do not believe in Jesus and his finished work. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that's one of the challenges of church of Jesus is having today. It tells a great extent that we don't believe in Jesus and his finished work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, I, I, I believe in humanity, not tribes and tongues. I don't believe in tribes and tongues. I believe in humanity. So, if you are human, I believe in you. I don't believe in your tribe. Because your tribe is not even better than another tribe. I don't believe in your tongue. Your tongue is not better than another tongue. And you know what I'm saying? What unifies us is humanity. And so, those who are not even born again at all, we discover that we, we have the issue of peace always played in there. But now, even among the fold, the Christian fold, we discover that we are still having the issue of peace. Why? Because we don't actually believe in Jesus and his finished Yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't. You know the funny thing? Even some people that don't believe in Jesus, they believe in humanity more than we that when they come to be born again. Jesus, they believe in his finished work of tearing divisions amongst us, even when I was born again. I, I, I was born in a state different from my state. I was not born in an evil state. I did not grow in an evil state. And leaving the state, I, I, I was I, I, I grew, I grew about, about 14 to 20 years of my life in another state, and then the next state. The next place I went was outside the country, then again outside the country. So I never had things to do with my people and my village. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. I've always been diversified in my thinking. If I when many people look at me, they don't believe my tribe. And I don't look my tribe. I don't talk my tribe. I don't behave my tribe. I love my tribe. I love my people and I love the whole of humanity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. But I don't believe in tribe as the division point between us. The church is still divided with tribes because we don't believe in Jesus and his finished work. This may sound to many, but that's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's the truth. When you go to a place like my country, Nigeria, when you see a church that is headed by Obama, go to the land, you see Yoruba people. The ranks, you see Yoruba people up the ranks. When you, uh, you, you, when you go to a denomination that is headed by an evil man, go the ranks, you see who people. First vice president, second vice president, third vice president, and uh, second to this, all of them, the people. You know all of them, you know Yeah, that's it. Check it, check it. Go check it in the country. Go check it in Nigeria. And it's a serious challenge. They don't know it's a serious challenge. They don't know. How much they do? And this one's gathered and support their people. And this one gathered and support their people. No wonder the division, the secession issue in the country is spearheaded by every division in the church. I hear something. Everybody say, and this and that, and this tribe and that tribe. It is, it, let them find the route if you go to church. It's not a spare for the church. Let's ask the question if they succeed, what will happen to the denominations? <laughs> so those that are evil very in their denomination, evil very will go and seek to start their own evil denomination of the denomination in their evil location. So you see, this is also proof that we don't believe in Jesus and his finished work. Tribal differences. 
Are you not saying? But if you believe in Jesus and his finished work, there will be nothing like tribe and division amongst us. There will be nothing like that. There will be nothing. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah to Jesus. Okay, amen. That's last week. I'm not supposed to say on that. Praise God forevermore. Now, my implication why those who believe in and receive Jesus and his finished work enjoy peace? Those who do not believe in and receive Jesus and his finished work suffer wars and God's judgment. Are you what I'm saying? Now, when I'm talking about those who believe and those who don't believe, I'm talking about even some of those who claim to believe. Are you getting me? Yes. I'm talking about uh, those that are in church and those that are not in church. No, I'm talking about those who are outside the church fold and those that claim to believe in Jesus in the church world, but actually don't believe in Jesus. Because if you say you believe in Jesus and you look at me and you say he's a Nigerian, and you say you believe in Jesus. Sorry, there's something wrong. Are you getting me? Yes. Amen. Yes. So they suffer wars. And they suffer God's judgment. Having understood the above, we can categorically state that the purpose of Jesus is not contradictory. Are we together? Jesus came to bring peace, which he did by virtue of his finished work on Calvary. And all who believe in and receive him and his finished work appropriate and enjoy his peace. Are you getting me? Those who believe in him and his finished work, I mean those who believe in him and his finished work, they will naturally what? Appropriate his peace and enjoy his what? Peace. So before you say, that's what I, I like. Yes, we are Christians, Christians, followers of Christ. But I like to use the word believe. Do you know why? Because it is our belief in Jesus that really defines us as Christians. Yes. It's our belief in his finished work that defines us as Christians. The disciples of old in Antioch, they, in the book of Acts, they believed. Why is it? Apostle John said, the things that we have seen, our eyes have looked upon, and our hands have hung to For rubbish. No! 
So that's why let anyone believe it was their genuine belief that made them call them Christianos. These guys are too much sold out to this belief system that called Christian. Even political say, I'm ready to die. The, the, the young lady told him, who was telling the story about the Bible said, Oh, well, you cannot die. He said, Ah, man, it's time. I can't be running. I'm ready to go and die now. Ah, come on. Say, please, soldier, sit down and eat. When I watched that movie, my heart was changed again. See that soldier, sit down and eat. Let me just go and pray. <laughs> Why do I think he was praying? And I said, he prayed. He prayed for the soldiers, prayed for the, 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 the young girl, say that he wants, prayed for everybody, prayed for the, for, for the believers, for them to continue the faith. And then he went, when he came before the judge, the judge said, Ah, what do you believe? He said, he said oh, you, you do not bow before Caesar. He said, I bow before the one and two. He said, There are no one God, there are many gods. He said, Ah, I only bow before the one. He said, You are the He said, Ah, you are the one who happens to be an atheist here. And he said, Ah, in case this is the thing, these are our Christian doctrines. In case you need to learn more, book and appointment, I'll teach you. Talking to a judge and making a mess of the judge. And he said, don't you know that I have white peace? They will eat you up. He said, why do you visit me up? He said, they are not afraid of the one who eat you up. Not afraid of them. You are the one supposed to be afraid. Why? Because there was a strong belief. There was a strong belief. There was a strong belief. So when we believe in Jesus and his finished work, we naturally appropriate this peace. We'll be at peace with all men. I'm living too. I've lived by seven African nations I'm living. And I can live here in peace. People tell me, people come and say, eh, one of my um, mama's called, one of my aunties called. He said, actually, this thing that I'm here between these people, your man, this one, this one, I said, it doesn't touch me. <laughs> but I say, ah, but what I'm here, I say, it doesn't touch me. What? Because there's a very great belief that I can live in your center. We'll be living in their center. In their middle, go. It was after three years, four years, I learned that even my people live in. In groups, they, they have where they live, they don't just live among the people. But me, I've been living among them. They are ready to live in pieces. You'll be in the midst of trouble, trouble cannot trouble you. <laughs> That's what he's saying. You'll be in the, in the center of trouble. Yeah, trouble cannot what? Trouble you. That's what he says. It takes hard level to believe. Are we that? Now, on the other hand, those who do not believe in and receive Jesus and his finished work, by implication, have rejected his peace and have chosen war and judgment for themselves. You see that? Those who believe in Jesus and the finished work and receive it, they receive and appropriate and enjoy peace. Those who do not believe in Jesus and his finished work and, and do not and, and not receive it, they want receive war and judgment. It's your choice. John 3 is saying, for God so loved the world, and he gave his only degree so that whosoever believed in it should not perish. But that will be the last time. You can put it this way. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only degree so that whosoever rejects him would perish and have what? Everlasting death. So if you believe, you receive. If you reject, you receive something too. So Jesus coming to bring the soul actually means those who reject my peace we accept what my soul. <laughs> Amen. The best illustration for this um, for this dual purpose of Jesus is a coin. Is a coin. Is that not so? Yes. Same way a coin has two sides, but it is one and same. The purpose of Jesus as affects human relation has two sides. That is peace and war. But it is one and same purpose. Are we together? Yes. 
They call that two sides, but it's one and same. Same the way the, the, the purpose of just concerning human relations has two sides, but it's one and same. There's a peace side, there's a war side. If you receive his peace, you get peace. If you reject his peace, you get war. You cannot live without anything. You will have something. You will have something. Life cannot live without anything. That's why life is there's what you call even stagnation in life. Is it that progression or retrogression? You are either progressing or regressing. Even stagnant water is experiencing deterioration. That's why it is called stagnant. It is deteriorating, that's why mosquitoes can stay in the water quality has, has deteriorated. So you must have something in that. Even, 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 even an empty space has something occupying this called matter. So the problem. You must take one. You must take one. It's not you take peace or you take one. Life cannot leave you with nothing. Life must leave you with what? Something. So Jesus cannot leave you with nothing. He must leave you with one. So either you take his peace or you take his soul. You choose one. Are we together? Yes. Praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. Amen. The side applicable is dependent on the choice of the individual or individuals. It's simple. It's your choice that determines the side that applies to you. Jesus cannot decide what, your, your, what applies to you. It is your choice. It is my choice. Are you not saying? His only job was to come and bring peace and war. Are you with me? His job was to come and bring peace by being the sacrificial man. He finished the work on Calvary. If you don't take the peace, you have children more. So stop, let's stop talking as if Jesus is the one that will let you No, you have a choice. We all have choices to make. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Today we see that if you see the anarchy, the division among the church, and it traces down to, to, to tribalism and to, um, and to nepotism, it's because some people who claim to believe in Jesus, they don't actually believe in him and his tradition, and they have chosen war instead of peace. I remember I was in a, in a bus in my country, and in, in, in public transport, and I heard two women talking, and they said, see, they brought a new pastor to this our branch. Ah, this, our former pastor was our brother. He was their tribe. The new pastor was not their tribe. See, that former pastor was our brother. And they brought this new pastor. After that former pastor has built the church, he has built it. He has so bad. Now they bring a new pastor that is not our church. We will deal with this new guy. I want that, my God. In the tap, in the taxi, they were confidently communicating their plan for their pastor. I wish I asked them, which of these churches that are not going to be where. We deal with him. We will deal with him. They are glad to frustrate his ministry. And now one comes and he starts fasting and praying, fasting and praying. He comes to do bad, do deliverance, do PhD, prophetic healing and deliverance service. Prayer healing. Christians. And you know what I'm saying? I, 
are we together? Yeah. It's important we try these issues because these are the things just killing us and love you. Yeah. It's not just killing us and love Killing us, we're killing us and love you. The, some, some, in, in the course of the week, I've been thinking a lot. I've been thinking a lot. And most of the time, I don't like thinking all these things because it breaks my heart. I've been thinking a lot. But you know, by this point, I just say, Lord, please, I'm, I'm sorry, I've been thinking so much, but just have mercy. I'm sorry. Because you see a lot of things happening, and sometimes you wonder, are these Christians? Are we Christians? As Reverend Chidio Korako preached in his message, he said, are we still brethren? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves this question, are we still brethren? We see. And sometimes we wonder, is it really that I see what I'm seeing? But the other thing is not really that I'm seeing. There are many people who see me. But just that people that are seeing these things, their voices are not loud because people like the voices of those that are not seeing it. I'm coming from experience. I'm talking from experience. I'm talking from experience. I've seen nepotism and politics in church. When you find the root of nepotism and politics, it ends up in what? Tribalism. It ends up in tribalism. I saw it quote my father as a pastor. I saw them do politics to him. I saw them do politics to him. Find the root, trace it. Tribalism. People that they started together almost about the same time. They are all far than him. Trace it. Tribalism. Trace it. Tribalism. Nepotism, politicking, trace it. I tried man. Language. What Jesus destroyed, we are going back to Babel to collect. And the word Babel actually means from the word Babylon, which means confusion. Are we together? Alright. So who did Jesus come to bring war to? Or who did he come to bring war between? We said that we need to read that verse in context so we can understand it. Let's look at Matthew, the same Matthew chapter 10, we read, read verse 34. So let's read from verse 35 to 38. It says, For I have come to set a man at variance against his father. You see that? And the daughter against her mother. You see that? And the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. You see, this says son-in-law against father-in-law. But Jesus knows the way things operate. Man always goes against father, daughter goes against mother, daughter in law goes against mother in law. But son in law hardly goes against father in law, is that also? Now, a man's fault shall be day of his own household. He that loveth father or mother, now this is very very, he that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that Taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. This, if he means he's not worthy of me, means he cannot have me. Are you getting me? That means even if he claims to believe in me, he cannot still receive me as his Lord and personal Savior. Are you getting me? What makes us worthy of Christ is his finished work. Are you getting me? But by our we can make ourselves unworthy of Christ. And these are the things that makes us unworthy of Christ. He that loveth Father more than me is not worthy of me. He that loveth Son more than me is not worthy of me. He that taketh not his cross and falleth after me is not worthy of me. Again, so loving Father more than Jesus, loving Son more than Jesus, not taking up the cross makes us unworthy of Jesus. 
But look at Christians today. How many of us have made ourselves unworthy of Christ? Are you understanding me? How many of us have made ourselves? I yet we say we are Christians. Let's we say, I think that if you ask them, are you born again? I'm born again. Holy Spirit, feet, talk, speaking, demon chasing. But we are, despite our different, different degrees we are giving ourselves in the Bible, in sorry, Christianity, yet we are by ourselves making ourselves not worthy of Christ. Because we say ourselves, we love Father more than Christ. We love Son more than Christ. We do not really want to take up our cross. We are just making ourselves. It's not like he has made us unworthy. No, we make ourselves unworthy of him. So, who are these people that Jesus came to bring more between? The answer is seen in verse 35 and 36. It says, as seen in verse 35, it says, Jesus came to bring more to the nuclear and extended family. Charity begins that to Mizano, so everything rises and falls on the family. So, Jesus came to bring more between the nuclear and extended family. You say, how? War between Luca and the Senate family. Between Luca. See, we've been studying, we've been talking since I've been seeing a lot of Chinese in the church because I know the church is Jesus is working with his church. And I, I, I get what I'm saying. I want to appreciate God for the privilege to be used as a voice in these times. Though it may look like I'm not being heard, but this is a prophetic voice in this time. I get what I'm saying. These kind of teachings are heavy prophetic. I, I, I was watching a particular um, prophet on. Um, Facebook, he was talking and he said, he said, he said, see, pastor, stop showing off for us. You travel to Dubai and you come back and you say, the Lord, miracle, and the Lord, uh, the Lord has, uh, uh, the Lord opened that travel to Dubai. And I said, the people in Dubai are not good Christians, so please. <laughs> they're not Christians. He said, the Lord gave you visa. He said, ah, the Lord gave you visa to America. He said, that's the testimony. He said, that's not the testimony. There are people who are in America. He said, there are many unbelievers that even want visa. What's the problem? It's not a testimony, it's not a testimony. He said, God, if you have a guy say the testimony, there are people who are not born again that are building better cars. You build a house to say the testimony, there are people that are not born again that are building better houses. You marry, he said, it's not a testimony. He said, I saw a particular couple who were married for 55 years. And when they asked them, what is the secret of their being together for 55 years? They were talking many things, but they never mentioned Jesus. So what's the problem? <laughs> So I may not have what they have, but I have what they cannot have. 
that something true to us again. So back to what I was saying. Jesus came to bring war between family members. Nuclear and extended family. <laughs> Amen to Jesus. Yeah. What was this war? As seen in verse 37, what is the cause for the war? As we see in verse 37, look at verse 35 and 36. Uh, says, says that a man's foes shall be the of his own household. A man's what? Fool. So the war ground is the what? Family. Between nuclear and extended family. Don't be surprised when you see it happening nowadays. Don't be surprised. It's, it's old news. It says, he that loveth father and mother and mother and is not one of me, and he that loveth son and daughter and mother is not one of me. It says, uh, verse 30, 35 says, for I am come to set a man various against his father, big hands, war. And the daughter against her mother, war. And the daughter in law against her mother in law. It's not new that daughter in law that we have a problem with daughter in law is all G's. It's from Bible, it's from old times. And you get what I'm saying? So his family is within the family. You get what I'm saying? You can see uh, father against son, mother against daughter, then mother, daughter, daughter in law against brother in law. It talks about nuclear and extended family. The war is between the nuclear and extended within the nuclear and extended family. So, what is the cause of this? Look at verse 37. It says, um, it says, he that loveth father or mother, mother is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And then verse 38 says, he that taketh not his cross and fulleth after me is not worthy of me. The cause of this, the cause of this war is love for family more than or over or at the expense of God. Love for what? Family members more than over what the expense of God. And when you love family members more than over the expense of God, you will definitely not take up your cross. You will, that's the end result. The end result of loving family more than God, or loving family over God, or loving family at the expense of God is that you will always not take up your cross. Look at many people that are not giving themselves wholly to the service of the Lord. Take that, take, when you take it back, you see that it has to do with family. I am the first son. Okay. I'm graduating now. I need to get a job and train my younger ones. I will not be so. Hey, I am the only daughter. You just look at this. That but every time people don't give themselves only to God, it's the reason for it is always family. I know say yes. it's always family. Family is not a cross. Family is a blessing, but we must understand how it operates. This means that when people love their family member more than God, they are bound to be at war with each other and receive God's judgment. <laughs> I'm not saying it, it's Bible saying it too. It's Bible saying it. And this war becomes some of the time as cold wars. You see four of the found siblings fighting one. <laughs> Why are they fighting that one? Check it, that one is the one that is holding God like crazy. Joseph was in the bush, but free God at the heart of the woman. So many so part of that day. He was writing sounds in the bush. He will be on that. In the bush, when David was taking on the shepherd, he was not coming home. She was not coming home. He has to be there with them day and night. So, <laughs> oh God, what a life. But in that aloneness, he let her to get close to God. Yet, they were looking forward to the king. They forgot that they had a Joseph. Are you not saying? What are you from? That's a little display of what they have been doing to him at home. When there is one who is crazy about God, you know, that's must find that one. 
is it nobody? Why? Because they love themselves more than they love God. And this one that has chosen to love God more than he loves them, the devil naturally propels them against that one. Is it nobody? There's nothing you want it. Don't cry. Do it painful, but don't cry. Amen. 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 So this means that they love, when people love their family members more than God, they are bound to be at war with each other and receive God's children. Now, they coming against one actually is coming against themselves. Because if you look at it, when they come against one, when they come against this one, the others that are coming against them, their lives will actually be not progressive compared to that one that they are fighting. We know of Elia, Joshua's first, Jimmy's eldest brother, the first, is that also? After Elia, do you know of the others? In fact, this is why we know of Elia because he was, they thought he was the one to the king. Mistaken identity. Not the reason that we from here. Mistaken identity. That's what the reason we recognize Mistaken identity. God knows that if you make that mistake in your life, your prophetic ministry, you really need it. Elia was the temptation to reuse something prophetic ministry. Imagine the way it was from the sides. The one that never know about them. But the only way we know about this one was mistaken identity. Mistaken all year. That's why it happened. But look at it. That's it. When they start fighting, or look at others, they look like they are not they, they are not recognized. Are you getting it? Yes. Look at Joseph. The reason why the brothers are tried is because their father was blessed. If not that God blessed Jacob, no mother would have been on entities. You can see that we're good for what he is all the while. In fact, at that age, at that age, at that age, they're still, they're still hanging around their father. Carrying the, uh, the money that they could cross them, the best thing they could do from their father's wealth. Those kind of people that stand around with daddy's money. My father is a rich man. At 52, my father is a rich man. <laughs> uh, at 45, my father is a rich man. My father has money at 45. At That's what they would pay. They pay all of them. At 45, not that he's done, they were doing that. At 45, they see my father and get money, my father was dead. My father's at 45. Why Joseph was in Egypt struggling to succeed? I'll make a nation stand. Sorry? I'll make a nation stand. I'll make a nation stand. The other brothers were there doing my father and money. But see, what see it's my father's business, it's my father's estate. This is my father's party. This is my father's machine, don't touch our machine. I'm auntie. Somebody was making a nation stand. Because it's a normal phenomenon. You love family over God, you will be at war with each other. Even if it is, it is not a physical, I fight you, I fight you, you will see that the, 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 the result of the war is that you will not be amounting to anything. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Praise God forevermore. But the war that you are fighting will be amounting to something by the day. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Although they seem to be at peace with themselves physically, they are actually at war with themselves spiritually. They don't know. You see them? You can imagine the brothers. Joseph's brothers were 10, and he, 10. 10 of them can't go together. God see Joseph. Joseph. Joseph, man, Joseph, man, Joseph, man, Joseph, man, Joseph, man. Till the day the father sent him to come and give them. He said, exactly. This Witchcraft has matured. This crafty witches, we are the witches we are the happy for the family. But yeah, let us kill him today. 
Let us pray. They were pissed. You know, they said they, they complained to themselves. So they complained to themselves. They liked it. It's a lie. It's a spiritual warfare that's going there. Cracking witches. Cracking witches. Witchcraft. Witchcraft. Let us kill today. And that day they met to clean down today that God meant to promote him. So they did not find their peace with themselves physically, but spiritually they are at war with themselves. And when you begin to take a look at their life, you begin to notice that there are some things that are missing in their lives. One after the other. Yeah. I don't want to go further. Amen. What does it mean to love family members more than God? It means to give all the characteristics of love to family members more than you give to God. This means to be more patient with family members than to be patient with God. To be more kind to family members than to be kind to God. Kind to, God. to not be envious of family members but be envious of what God is doing in the life of another. To not be boastful when related with family members but be boastful when related with God and others. To not be puffed off, that is to be proud when dealing or related with family members but be puffed off or proud when dealing and related with God and others. To not act on becoming when dealing with family members, but act on becoming when dealing with God or related with God. To not seek one's own thing when related with family members, but to seek one's own thing when related or dealing with God. To not be easily provoked when related or dealing with family members, but easily provoked when related and dealing with God. To not keep account of wrong when related with family members, but to keep account of wrong when related and dealing with God. To not rejoice at unrighteousness when related with family members, but to rejoice at unrighteousness when related and dealing with God. To rejoice with the truth when related and dealing with family members, but not rejoice with the truth when related and dealing with God. To bear all things, believe all things, and hope all things when related and dealing with family members, but not bear all things, not believe all things, and not hope all things when related and dealing with God. You see, people tell you family is everything. That statement, I don't know where they got it. God is everything. Yes. Family is everything. God is everything. So people they can be so loving to their family. But the same people you see in their family, when they come out of the family, they are something else. Yeah. So people, the extent of which they show up to their family, when they come out, they cannot show that off. Are you understanding? And that is the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it says, forty weights and an imbalanced skin does the Lord hate. So if you show because it's family, you show him like this, you do it like this, and because this one is not your family, you do it like that, you are, you God hates your actions. Are you know what I'm saying? And it takes us back to what? To the cause of war. You're doing that shows that you don't really believe in Jesus and his finished work. You're doing that it shows that you don't understand the operations of peace. Are we together? Number two, it also means seeking to please family instead of or at the expense of God. Seeking to settle and submit to family traditions, family demands, and family cultures instead of the will of God. Seeking to settle family members before attending to God. That is giving family members first place instead of God. Giving all the characteristics of God's of love to family members instead of God. Are you know what I'm saying? Yes. And then seeking to please family members instead of God. So seeking to please family members instead of God. Some people have sought, I'm talking to people have sought to please family members and have displeased God. My family says something like this. My family says something like this. If I were a family pleaser, I would have not been where I am today. Are you know what I'm saying? Number one. Um, number 
sibling who was not in support of me marrying with my wife because of her trial. Are you not saying? Yes. I need to see to please her. When I said all the commissions, even my, my parents said like, oh, should you just stay in, in the city here? We are here with you do it. And I said, God has not been home. I'm going home. It was a hard thing for them. I didn't please them. I didn't please them. I remember last night I told God, I said, God, now that I have left father, mother, brother, sister, left everything I had in Nigeria to serve you here in Ghana, what would you give to me like Peter as I have the Lord? Oh, my bed last night. I have the Lord. When I woke up and I said, God, I'm sorry for that kind of person. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's my father now. Uh, sometimes our head used to skip. Oh, so he knows the kind of children I have. Skipping head children. So he still as people and say, Lord, I'm sorry for that kind of question. No, I'm sorry. I just apologize. But I'm ready as he can say, I'm apologize. <laughs> I'm left off. What are you saying? I'm left off. Praise God forevermore. All right. And when this person is kind of more funny, we'll be back on. And also, he's seeking to settle and submit to family traditions, demands, and culture instead of cosmic. My mother was about to get married. One of my siblings said, eh, You see, the way we do it is that you have to carry wine and go from uncle to uncle. Before you can you have to go from uncle to uncle, take wine from uncle to uncle, give up your uncles in wine before the uncles will not do, 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 do. As I was talking, I was watching the <laughs> Because for heaven's sake, uncle to uncle are not the ones who trade me. The person who trained me, I have come to submit to him and say, Daddy, mommy, do you want this lady? Do you like her? They say, yes, all right, we are good to go. I don't know what goes, I don't know aunties. They didn't put one, one night right on my school fees. My father sweated and struggled to train me. Then he told me to not start giving wine to one, which one that was not even mentioned about me, just to send me. When my sibling was giving me that suggestion, for me that you can give to the culture, but for me I don't understand that culture. I'm not a cultural man. I'm a Bible man. For this season, for the child, man leave this father and you This is father, mother, uncles and auntie. No, father, uncle, auntie, don't join the equation. Father and mother and cleave to his wife. So his father and mother died to tell me. I'm not a cultural man. I'm not a traditional man. I'm a Bible man. I don't follow family demands. So no matter the demands family make of me, if it doesn't go with scriptures, sorry, family, you're wasting your time. They don't like me, I accept it like that, and I thank God for that, and I move on. I didn't come to life to please man. I came to life to please God. Even if you hate me for pleasing God, I like it. I prefer you hating me for pleasing God than you loving me for displeasing God. Because you cannot secure my eternity. You cannot secure my destiny. Only the maker, the one who made me, can secure my destiny. So I would rather please him who can secure my destiny. And true to it, this God has not healed me. Chim didn't do. My God is indeed alive. And he has also shown me that man God will do that man is not God. Yes. I remember when somebody told me, you need your family. And this God has shown it to the world that all I need is Him. I thank God for men. But when a man says he wants to be God, I will tell him my middle name, man Wabuchuku. Man is no God. No man can play God in my life because she need him too. Because my God is alive. Praise God. Hallelujah. So how do we do this? Number one, how do we give all the characteristics of love? to family members more than God.
Jesus said it in Matthew 25, verse 44. He told us in Matthew 25, verse 44. And, he looked, uh, and John told us in 1 John 4, verse 8. Jesus said in Matthew 25, verse 44. Jesus said, what thou? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it not to one of the least of these, you did it not to me. Are we together? So Jesus says, Whatsoever you did do to your brothers, you did it to me. You can do to your family members, but you cannot do it to your brothers outside. They are not my family. So I can't do it to your brothers outside. Jesus says, You did do it to your brothers, you did it to me. So you could show love to your family members, to your wife, your children, your, 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 your brothers, your sisters. But when it comes to somebody that is not within your family square, your family sphere, your kingdoms, you can show love. But when it's somebody that is outside your family sphere, you say, no, I'm not going to show love to you. You see, I have to, I see, I have to esteem family higher. Jesus has said, you didn't do it to me. <laughs> so you have shown more love to your family than you have shown to me. And John said it this way. In fact, John 4 verse 6, if a man said, I love God and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? John said, How can you claim to love God who you do not see? When you hate your brother, whom you see? So that, 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 that's the way. You, 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 you are talking about the brother, you are not talking about uh, family ties, you are talking about humanity, especially in the church. Because he's not my family member, I cannot show him love. Jesus has God has said, you esteemed your family over me. Yeah. So when we esteem family members and family ties over other humans to the extent that we treat other humans less, we love family more than God. At least we end up in wars between family members and attract judgment. Hear this. Let me give some examples. I'm closing up very soon. Examples of this situation. When a non-family member marries a job, but it is given to a family member. Uh, a non-family member marries the job. Both go for it. If I somewhere people for interview, but they give it to a family member because it's a family member. God has said you have loved family more than me and expect more. When a family member starts you more family member due to family business. <laughs> Don't complain to me. <laughs> Don't complain to me. You call the one for yourself. Yeah, but if that is not doing it to you, you call your mother, your mother says, take it easy now. You know it's your younger brother. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry. You know it's your younger brother. You know that's where your younger brother is. You call your mother, your mother says, ah, you want to get that brother. You don't train him. You have to train him. But that is finishing my money in the company. He said, money, take it easy. My mommy, what will you do by then? You will esteem family over humanity and expect you more. Your judgment, you have called it for yourself. Number two, where representatives and other leaders of the people embezzle the money that belongs to the people in order to secure the future of their families. Is that what we see today in politics? Only one man will take the money for the whole local government. Of the children, then you can't freeze it in one bank. 
overseas. Say so you are securing the future of your children. By doing that, God says, you are the same family over me. Don't come and bring money to church and come and tell us pastor and tell to sow seed. No, if you like, you sow the seed. If you like, if you like, you plant the soccer seed. Now, people are not going to see the game and they are planting soccer. If you like, plant soccer. Whatever you think you do, if you like, pay, you know, God will pay time, they won't pay. They are paying twice now, 20%. percent no problem. Do what I do, but you cannot remove the fact that you have called this, you have carried the soul into your family. And you cannot remove the fact that you have invited the judgment of God to your family. War will happen. War will happen. When your children start doing some drama for you, don't complain. You brought the sword. You carried the war. You brought the judgment. Enjoy the judgment like that. Because of you, people try for the road and get us dead and die. The roads which are in town, you will not turn them. I saw people how water a river carrying the food on the way. It's not in the river of the road. Imagine a road and a plane to town. A road should move the road and change it and they have collected billions for that project. Don't worry. Expect the judgment of God. You caught it. I'm not the one to give it. Expect the war. In the time to come, you start seeing your children start doing some drama, some scoy scoy. Don't complain. It's you that brought judgment. Praise God forevermore. And then, how do we seek to please family instead of God? And seek to settle and submit to family traditions and demands and culture instead of God? Or seeking to settle family first before attending to God? Giving our family members first place. How do we do this? Jesus told one of his disciples who wanted to attend to family demands, traditions, and cultures before following him to let the dead bury their dead. Matthew chapter 8, verse 21 to 27. the Lord, suffer me to first, to what? First go and bury my father. But Jesus said unto him, Follow me and let the dead. If it is today, I say that this is a bad pastor. Remember, somebody told us, Church, you still need to say, Pastor, and you are saying, Disciple, she decided to say, Are you saying, Why Jesus made Disciple? You are fully open. I said, I should leave my job and start following you. If I ask for today, follow me, and let the devil say, Hey, insensitive pastor. But that is what Jesus did. Oh, not just everything. You try to make person understand that let God be your priority. When you say you want to come and first bury your father, wait for three months. Do you know that many people who want to bury their father, they are still going to walk home? I know somebody who is wife pastor, and he, they were doing family meeting over and over, family meetings over and over. It was traveling, traveling. They were stressing the family meeting before they finally agreed. Though he was traveling for the family meeting, he was still coming to walk. But when it comes to God, when we want to take total vacation from God, to go and settle family, then we have. But that's what this guy was trying to tell Jesus. Jesus, give me vacation. Jesus, to bury your father, is it going to happen in one week? Is it one day? Is it two days' event? Is it two days? The very family, even in my country, they don't do too much family meeting. Let me know here. The very family meeting first. Family meeting or family meeting. Decision upon decision. Any decision upon any decision. Decision plus any decision. Plus decision plus decision. They are family, they are alive and possessed. Maybe two months have gone. Now they are, by the time two months have gone, they have to be raising money to pay for, for mortuary. And the time they are paying for mortuary, when they are finally decided, they now have to decide the coffee, they now decide the location, they now decide. When they finish, when say, three months don't go, and you say, Jesus, let me first go and pay. Do you know what three months means to Jesus? 
say, okay, that is so my, my condolences. All it takes is my condolences. <laughs> what do I say? You should not expect a vacation for him. Especially if you are taking your annual leave. If you are taking your annual leave, my brother, sorry, you wait for the next annual leave. But if you are not taking that means you have to apply for an I know the process that it takes for your annual leave to be granted to you, you have to follow that process. So let your brothers in the village and your sisters in the village be handed the matters till you have the time, the opportunity. And for the job, you cannot take annually. You only be traveling on Saturday in the morning to the village to go and talk. And then by Saturday evening, Sunday morning, you are coming back because one day you have to be at home. We will do that for our work because they are paying no salary. When it comes to Jesus matter, to God matter, we want to take full vacation of three months from Jesus to settle family tradition, to settle family responsibilities, to settle family needs, to meet our family desires before we now come. Do you know what that means to Jesus? Now, not only do you know what it means, do you know what it also means to you? Take three months out of mathematics, come back and see me that you remember it very much again. Yeah. Let's go to Jesus. Over God. 
family over God. A young man, when we were last mission, when the devil, when his family was talking him to rebel against me, I kept quiet. On a Sunday morning, he knows his mental Peter, and he came down and said, Pastor, I want to go and see my baby. They said, my baby, my wife just, my wife just gave it, and the baby is sick, I need to go and see my baby. Even the pastor that referred him to do when I told the pastor, the pastor said, is it the doctor? Pastor, I want to go and see my baby. This morning, you know you have to interpret from me. You think you can get me stranded? He didn't get me stranded. He got himself stranded. He brought him, he stayed out more into his hand, which is yet to see finished war. Esteeming family. You just see some family members, they just see somebody, and they start inciting me against a child of God. Run from them. Esteeming family over God. We are praying this morning and say, Lord, help us. We receive grace to love you as priority. To love you above family. To love you above all. We don't want wars in our families. We don't want your judgment against our families. Why? Simply because I chose to love God over family. Yes, 
It was a hard decision to make. It was a hard decision to make. I was thinking about it like, the last time I saw my immediate brother physically, face to face, was about 2013 or thereabout. Not 2013, thereabout. My eldest brother, Pastor, we saw last 2017. Pastor. I've not seen my parents physically since 2017. Yeah. It is an easy sacrifice to make. It's not an easy one. Then let's talk about the challenges we have been going through. Being here, and they call you, you are not a countryman. Not an easy, it's not an easy sacrifice to make. Our desire to go back on this report, the chance will not just be there. It's not an easy sacrifice to make. But God in his infinite mercy, what God is doing through this ministry, ministry that have been there, they have been there for 10 years, they did not experience, those that have been there for 20 years, they have not experienced it. Touching lives in the nations of the earth. There are many people that should have been touching lives today, but because of one family decision, they could not go out for God. That's why we pray this prayer. And I want to pray for everybody under the sound of my voice today. You are saying, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to love God more than family. Can I tell you, he said, I was alive. Can I tell you, when he said, I was alive, he said, there was a time he got to where, when he wakes up in the body, he feels the presence of God more than he feels the presence of his wife who slept on the same bed Oh, how we should come, how we desire for God to take us there. You are telling me that I say, Pastor, please, I want you to join your feet in my faith. I want you to pray with me. The grace, I want to maximize the grace to love God more than I love family. You want to make that prayer. You want to pray with me. But before I pray that prayer with you, I want to pray for another person who has not made Jesus another personal savior. You want to do that because the best is your way to make. You can say this prayer to me if you want to do that. Say, Hello, Jesus, I come to you today. I know that you died and was rented for me. And you shed the blood of Calvary Street to save to, to wash my sins. Today, I choose to, to make you my Lord and personal Savior. I choose to serve and follow you the days of my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, in the name of Jesus. But I pray for everyone person who has made that decision. I thank you for receiving them in your beloved. And I thank you for giving them the grace to serve and follow you the days of their lives. In the name of Jesus. I want to pray for everyone person who wants to say, Pastor, I want you to join your feet in my faith. I want to go out for Jesus. I want to love Jesus more than I love family, more than I love father, son, wife. Peter was married, but he was all out for Jesus. You can be married and still be all out for Jesus. Yes. Don't they know they have to be single? No, you can be married and still be all out for Jesus. And your marriage is still standing. Have you understood? Yeah, yes, yes. Everybody must not be poor. They have to be some Peters. Yeah. You can still have children and still be all out for Jesus. And your children will still know their daddy. You will still be their daddy and still try to be their pastor. It's possible. You will be their daddy, you will be their, their pastor, you will be their leader, you will be their mentor, yet you will still be going all out for Jesus. You must not be a pastor to all out for Jesus. But you can be in your business spot and go all out for Jesus. You can love God more than family. Yes. 
and you will pray that prayer with me. You want me to join in your, my faith with your faith? I will pray together. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I pray for everyone pressing. Who is under the sound of my voice? Who is praying? Who wants, who wants, who wants to love you more than they love family? Yet, Lord, that decision is difficult. I know. I'm talking from experience. It, it, it comes with a lot of pains. But Lord Jesus, I ask. I ask today. I ask. Let the grace to love you more than family be released upon them in the name of Jesus. I ask that henceforth you will be all that matters to them. Like the songwriter says, I'll put you in front, in front of my melody. You are all that matters. Lord Jesus, I ask that henceforth you'll be all that matters to them. And all that matters to us. I thank you for that grace is dropping upon every one person who is praying this prayer from the depth of their hearts. We believe that you were blessed by this teaching. To listen to more teachings by Pastor Chimdi Ohahuna, please visit Grace Life Kami Podcast today. Send us an email via ministry at gmail.com. For more information about the ministry, kindly visit our website, ministry.org. Grace to you. Jesus is Lord.